Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. Well, last week, we listened to Nikki Gumbel from Holy Trinity Brompton. I love listening to Nikki Gumbel, and I'm sure you do too. Everyone has spoken to me has said how much they enjoyed hearing from Nikki about the Holy Spirit. And there was an opportunity for everyone to pray and receive the Holy Spirit. And people have told me how blessed they were through that prayer because they did open up their hearts and minds to the Holy Spirit. And so if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, maybe you're one who's still thinking about it or a little bit scared about it. But I want to look at why why do we really need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? There are very many reasons I want to focus on, on actually one today. And I want to go to Acts 1, where Jesus said this. Now, he's talking to his disciples. So just to get the picture, Jesus has, um, he's, he was crucified, he died, he was raised again. Hundreds of people have seen him. And now it's time for him to return to heaven. But before he goes, he leaves these instructions. And, and his disciples, they want to know the answers to so, so many questions. So they're saying, like, what's going to happen this time and this time, what give us some dates and times we need to know, like we all do. We all want to, you know, an exact plan. And Jesus says to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. That's what you don't get to know. So in your life, it's the same. There's so many things you would like to know. Will this happen? Will this not happen? Should I do this? And he's saying, you don't need to know these things. But this is what you do need. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You receive power. So just just to focus on that, you'll receive power and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, sometimes we take that verse and uh, we forget the word power and we just take it. The witness means someone who just explains something, but it's so much bigger than that. Explanation will come in at times, but it's so much bigger than that because what Jesus has done is he's been ministering in the earth for for three years and he's been demonstrating the power of God which defeats darkness. It defeats the evil of the world. And, And he even said, for this purpose I've come into the world to destroy the works of the evil one. And so therefore when he says, now you'll receive this same power that I have, basically saying you'll use this same power to go into the world and defeat the power of the evil one. In other words, you will now operate differently because you are filled with power. And people are waiting to see this. And I really believe it's a wake-up call for all of us to say, have we made, is my faith too passive? Is my faith all about me and what I can get out of it? And am I really aware of that urge within me to um, to be more than I am at the moment. Have you seen the movie The Incredibles? I love that movie. And The Incredibles are a family who actually have superpowers. They're superheroes, but there's been persecution of superheroes, and so they've gone into hiding. And there's this little neighbourhood boy who knows that they have something, and he just wants to see it. Take a look at this clip. what that little boy is looking for is something amazing. And I believe there are a lot of little neighborhood boys waiting for the followers of Jesus to actually be followers of Jesus. Not just people who set rules and try to be really nice, but people who are actually followers of Jesus who demonstrate his power. There are a lot of followers of Jesus who want to be followers of Jesus who right now are tired of religion 
and they want to actually be followers of Jesus. And there are a lot of people who are not yet followers of Jesus, but deep in their hearts, that's what they are longing for, to be these people who are filled with power. There's this desire within us. There was a writer, an author called Joseph Campbell, who studied the the stories from different cultures from all around the world. And he discovered something that was key in all the stories. And you'll see it right back in the book of Acts when the Apostle Paul is going to a city and there's a a statue to an unknown God. And he speaks into that and explains to them what this unknown God is all about. People who have been spreading the good news of Jesus for centuries around the world have discovered that there is a similar story in the heart wherever they go And the missing piece is Jesus. And when they put Jesus into this, like it's the missing piece of the puzzle, uh, it makes sense. I've been fascinated by this for years because it says in Romans 1 that the knowledge of God is written on our hearts. And I believe when you see the stories that we love to tell and that we love to watch, it shows that there's the knowledge of God and his plans for us is written there, but we need this missing piece of Jesus for it to make sense and to actually become the people that he designed us to be. And uh, a man called Chris Vogler, who worked for Disney, was reading about this quite a few years ago now and broke this down for, for Disney. And Disney found that when they put these elements of, of story into their movies, that the success rate began to skyrocket. And so Joseph Campbell He he said this, the usual hero adventure begins with someone from whom something has been taken. Okay, in this this case, so whenever you go to watch a movie and you always identify with the hero, not many of us watch the movie and identify with with the baddie or the loser. We, We line ourselves up with the hero. So the usual hero adventure begins with someone from whom something has been taken. And you are, in this case, this is you. Something's been taken from you. The, uh, the person that you were created to be, it's been stolen from you. Eternal life has been stolen from you. The ability to know God has been stolen from you. You have the ability, the knowledge of God has been stolen from you. So he says the usual hero adventure begins with someone from whom something has been taken or who feels there is something lacking in the normal experience available or permitted to the members of society. And we all know that. We all yearn for relationships that flourish. We all yearn to, we deep in our hearts yearn to know God. We, we yearn to create. We yearn, yearn to dream. We yearn to invent. The person then takes off on a series of adventures beyond the ordinary, either to recover what has been lost or to discover some life-giving elixir. And so what people have discovered is that when we watch um, or tell stories that are fantastical, there's something within them that renders to us psychologically true. In fact, Chris Vogler from Disney said, to us they are psychologically valid and realistic even when they portray fantastic, impossible and unreal events. And it's because they're dealing with childlike but universal questions. Who am I? Where did I come from? Where will I go when I die? What is good and what is evil? What must I do about it? Because deep inside us we know that we must do something about the problem of evil in the world. What will tomorrow be like? Where did yesterday go? Is there anybody else out there? 
They're the questions that are burning on the hearts of every human being. And studies recently show that since COVID-19, people are asking those questions more and thinking about their own mortality, about eternal life. People are praying more. People are seeking God more because we've had time to reflect more on those questions. So when we see something like this little clip, there is something about it that we love. So when you watch that little clip, there's two people in this room. There's Spider-Man and his friend who's sitting on the bed. And you are Spider-Man. You're not the friend sitting on the bed. You're the one who, who would love to be able to go out there and conquer evil. And what we love about Spider-Man, if you've ever watched it, if you haven't watched it, I suggest you do, we love his humility. We love that he works for good, but he's not fussed on being proud about it and doesn't really want everyone to know. He just wants to get out there and do what he knows that he can do. That's that's kind of, that's a fantastical way of looking at what we're like as human beings. And so to be a fully a full human being actually means to be filled with the power of God by his Holy Spirit for the purposes of Jesus in this world to defeat darkness and to overcome the powers of evil in this world. That's what you're created for. You are created in the image of God, but you need to be filled with the power of God in order to do this. So Jesus was talking about this to people. You read it in Matthew 7. It's part of what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. So Jesus is teaching people and they're just amazed by what he's saying. And then he says this, and this kind of stops people in their tracks a bit. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. And many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons? and in your name perform many miracles, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. That's very confusing because I think a lot of us would think that someone who can prophesy in his name, cast out demons in his name, and perform miracles in his name would be someone that we would say is a true follower of Jesus. And Jesus will say, no, some of you I never knew even though you could do those things. Well, see, I personally have prophesied in his name. I personally have cast out demons in his name. And I've personally been with people when we've prayed for someone and they have been miraculously healed. Two of my own kids had miraculous healing. But when I read that, that tells me that that is not necessarily a sign that I am walking and living in the kingdom of God. There is something more. And what is that? Otherwise, we can fall into this trap. And I think what Jesus is saying is that we can take this. There is this yearning in every human being for power, and that power can either be used for good or it can be used for evil, and that's the problem in the world at the moment. And so many of us can be filled with the power of God and still inadvertently use it to our own ends, and there's a huge danger in that. So I want to have a look at how we're meant to use the power of God, why we've been given the power of God, and what sort of what is the will of God that He's calling us to do? What it actually is His will? So, if you go to one Corinthians twelve, it talks about some of the special abilities that we're given when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. 
There are other passages that talk about other abilities that the power of the Holy Spirit gives us. I just want to focus for a moment on the ones that you see in 1 Corinthians 12, a letter that was written to the church in Corinth to talk about what happens when you're filled with the power of God. And things happen that you can't do as a natural human being. You need power to do it. And it says this, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another Spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit which distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So this is a picture of how we're meant to be as human beings. We're meant to be filled with this power of God, and each of us will be able to do these different things that you couldn't do by yourself, and you do them with great power, from the the wisdom of God, the power of God, the knowledge of God, and they're all to help each other. That's 1 Corinthians 12. You skip a chapter and you go to 1 Corinthians 14, it goes on with a little bit more about spiritual gifts. It says you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So by the Spirit of God, we get to reveal what God is like to the world. And Jesus said, but you can do these things and not be doing my will. So what is the key that we're missing? What You can have the power of God, but you can be missing something. You can take it and use it to your own advantages, squander it. If you remember the story of the prodigal son, where the prodigal son wanted his inheritance and then he went and wasted it. And it's the same. You can come to be a follower of Jesus. He can bless you with his power. He can entrust you with his power. And you can really squander it to make yourself look great or you can waste it and you can throw it away or you can disregard it. It's a special thing that God has given us and we need to take a moment to look at ourselves and say, what have I done with my knowledge of God and the Holy Spirit with with whom he has filled me? What have I done with it? Have I honoured him? Have I been a trustworthy person with his Holy Spirit? Have I squandered it? Have I neglected it or have I used it to build myself up? Because right in the middle of this, 1 Corinthians 13, there's a powerful message and it says this, If I could speak all the languages of earth and and of angels, but I didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. In other words, you could have the ability to speak the languages of angels but not love, and you're a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, which is very a very irritating person. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. You can use all those things to make yourself look so good, like I've got all this knowledge, I know what God's doing, I've got incredible faith that can move mountains, but you are nothing. 
because you don't have the love of God. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. And 1 Corinthians 14.1 says this, let love be your highest goal. Have a look at all those gifts again that we've talked about. They're all created for you to beat the powers of darkness in someone else's life. They're all about you bring the power and the presence of Jesus into someone else's world. You're doing something to change things. It's either through speaking words of encouragement and comfort and building people up because the Spirit of God is speaking to you. It's breaking the powers of sickness and, and trouble in this world. You have faith. You have gifts of healing, so many different gifts that collectively we as human beings can be filled with when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But if we don't have love, it is worth nothing. In fact, we could be in danger of of either um, totally ignoring the power that is within us and putting it aside as unimportant, just living for whatever we want to live for, or using it to make ourselves look great. And so what God is saying to you is this, don't be afraid of being different being filled with his Holy Spirit, but be different in love. Above all, be different in love and allow the Holy Spirit's power to release people from the darkness of this world through the power of God's love within you. All those other gifts are only worthwhile if they come out of the love of God in you for other people, for your family, for your friends, for the people in your workplace, for the people in your church, How is the Holy Spirit operating through you to defeat the powers of darkness that are working in our world every day? How is the Holy Spirit using you? Because you being filled with the Holy Spirit are becoming more and more like Jesus. And so I want to go through, just to finish off, 1 Corinthians 13, again, a little bit more of 1 Corinthians 13, where it says this. It shows what you becoming like Jesus look like. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Now let's take a moment and and declare that about ourselves because if you're filled with the Spirit of God, this is what you are becoming. This is not to make you feel... Um, like I'm not here, this is to give you a vision of who you are becoming. So as we read this again, let's put I in there instead and declare this over yourself. I am patient and I am kind. I am not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. I do not demand my own way. I am not irritable and I keep no record of being wronged. I do not rejoice about injustice, but I rejoice whenever the truth wins out. I never give up. I never lose faith. I'm always hopeful and always endure through every circumstance. Now, when you read that, don't condemn yourself and say, that's not me. Say, in Jesus, this is who I am. And this is who I am becoming day after day after day by the power of the Holy Spirit in me. That passage in 1 Corinthians 13 finishes off in the last verse with this. Three things last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And my encouragement to all of us today is for whatever you are striving for in life, for whatever you are believing for in life, go first for the things that will last forever. Everything else will pass away. 
faith, hope, and love are the three things that will last forever. And you are you receive them when you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and you choose to follow the Spirit's leading every day. May you grow in faith and hope and love every day and may the power of God be revealed in you to the world around you, dispelling the powers of darkness that want to destroy people's lives and bringing faith, hope and love into their lives. That's what it means to be filled with the power of God. Thank you so much for joining us today. Take some time now to consider what really stood out to you in that message. God has been speaking to you and what is it that he said to you? If you're in the room with someone else, turn and share with them what stood out to you. And I say to them, how can I pray for you? Share with them something that you love about God and something that you're thankful for this week. Or phone someone and ask them those questions. What do you love about God? What are you thankful for this week? And how can I pray for you? Bless you and have a great week.